Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. It's great to see so many beautiful faces today in the house. And uh, we're going to jump right into this word that we started last week. Uh, We're looking at current events that are going on. And uh, no place better to start than right where pretty much everybody is, and that is dealing with fear. And uh, last week, I uh, flew through a whole bunch of scriptures, and uh, this week, I'm going to slow down. And uh, we're going to look at a couple today, and I'm going to comment about them in a minute, but let me pray. Father, we bless you today. Thank you that you are the one true living God. And every time we cry out to you, you're here again for us. Love that song, Father, as we just remember, remind ourselves that you are our God, our Father, our Lord, our King. And we are thankful today that in the midst of the crazy days that we're living in in 2021, that nothing has caught you off guard or nothing has surprised you. You are still in control. And your church is going to rise up mighty and strong. We declare it, Father, work in us. Holy Spirit, we invite you this morning in our lives. We need you to be the people you have called us to be. We can't be it without you. We need the work of the Holy Spirit, Father, every single day, every single moment in our life. Today, as we just receive the word, we build ourselves up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, receiving the word so that we can be built up, strengthened, encouraged, prepared to go out of this place and do the work of the ministry this week. Father, I declare every saved person in this room, every saved person watching online, every saved person that's gonna listen to the podcast this week, Father, that we are ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're we're ministers of good news. In In a world of a lot of bad news, Father, there are millions of ministers of good news. And I pray that we will not fail this week to touch lives, encourage those that you bring into contact in our lives. Father, in the medical community, in the legal community, in retail business community, Father, everywhere we go, I pray that you will use us and our lips to touch, encourage, and help someone this week. Because we've been in the house of God, we've worshiped you, and we've received today the word that's going to produce in us a sharpening of our swords, a cleaning, Father, of our shields, a renewing of our minds, and a preparation of the gospel of Jesus for our feet that we will walk out of here to do the work of the ministry, I pray. And if you believe that, would you say a big amen? Amen. All right, we're going to jump right into this. uh, Faith, fear, and COVID. And uh, I want to share a couple of things. Um, This week, every single minister that I read on blogs, every single one without failure, 
wrote an article this week about faith over fear. John Piper's right in the middle of, a, I think, a seven, I think it's seven days that he's writing. Um, and I went back to the first one. Uh, Suzanne's always sending these copies of these to the pastoral team or to our kids. Um, and uh, so I went back and read one of his, and uh, man, it was powerful. Just encouraged me right in my own faith that same Holy Spirit is speaking all over the world. Because it, it, one of the pastors said this week uh, in our presbytery meeting that last week when I prayed at the end of the service, he kind of opened his eyes and peeked around. We ministers do that. Y'all are not supposed to. <laughs> but we pastors are, we have the gift of suspicion or something, you know. So, so anyhow, I won't, I won't, you know, tell that it was Pastor Ron and, you know, he... <laughs> He's so tall, he could see all of y'all. And so he was just talking about how, impre how impressed he was uh, that so many responded. And it was so funny because I was like, I was at the opposite end. I was like, I thought everybody should have stood. I mean, because the reality of it is. I mean, all you have to do is just open up almost anything. And that spirit of fear tries to jump off that page on you or off that television station on you. Now, if you're never watching or listening to any of that stuff, then hallelujah. You, you probably got a little bit more victory because you don't even know the crazy of what's going on out there. I read yesterday in the, um, the article from, uh, what is that one I read about the persecuted church? Maybe it's the, the voice of the martyrs. And uh, they were telling yesterday about one of the African nations that has just shut down everything if you're not vaccinated. If you're sick, don't come to the hospital. If you need food, don't go to the grocery store. You cannot buy, you cannot sell. I'm not certain, but somewhere in Revelation. I've read something that's pretty close to that. Matter of fact, Francis Infuso called me uh, a couple of days ago. Suzanne and I were going somewhere, and, and um, he called me, and he was just, I thought he was talking to somebody else. I was like, Francis, did you butt call me? Francis. And he's just talking, but I realized he was talking to me. He was just so into what he was trying to say that he started talking before I, before I answered, I think. But, but uh, he, was, he was telling me, uh, you know, Francis is a big um, Facebook guy and blogger and all that stuff. I don't do that stuff, but uh, he does. And, and uh, he, he actually wrote that scripture out the other day. Is it Revelation 1317 or 1713. It's one, one or the other. And uh, he, he just threw it out there after something had happened in California. You know, they live right near Sacramento. And so that place is just a mess, except for the church. The church is rising up mighty in Sacramento, California, man. Come on, we ought to give the Lord a praise because the church is overcoming fear. Matter of fact, Last Saturday night, they had a, um, it wasn't last Saturday night, it was Friday night. It was, what's today? Sunday. It was Friday night. They had a massive uh, rally gathering on the steps of the state capitol in Sacramento. And Pastor Francis and hundreds of people were there praying, just rejecting all the fear 
of what is going to happen to you if you come and just got out there and prayed. We cannot do what the Lord has called us to do, the church, as long as we're bound up in fear. Would, would more than eight of you say amen to that? Amen. So that means that the areas where the enemy has access to us in our lives, in our minds, we have to overcome. And the only way you're going to overcome is to believe the promises of God's word. Right. To, I mean, we have to believe them. We, we have to believe that greater is he that is in us than he that is against us. Amen? I mean, we have to believe it. We can't just confess it. We have to believe it. And we have to begin to acknowledge the Word of God so that our mind is renewed on a daily basis. For, forget this once a week, Christians. Hear me, the Rock of Gainesville. No longer can you depend upon coming to church once a week and getting your minds renewed. Because it's going to be flushed out by this afternoon. The only thing that's going to change that and continue is a continual renewal of God's Word, Amen. continually by being in the Word of God on a daily basis. For all of you that got a hold this year with us and are reading through the Bible, and you're reading more than you ever have before in your life, hear me, it's not enough. All right? When you get up in the morning, you have your devotions, you sit there for 30, 40 minutes, and you, and you read through uh, a, a, a psalm or a proverb, and, and then maybe you're, you know, I'm at the end of Ephesians this morning, and, and over near the end of Isaiah, boy, Isaiah's good. And, and so you spend all that time, and then you spend some time in prayer, and you pray over everybody that you love, and, and your prayer time has gone from five minutes to an hour. Because of the world we're living in today. And it's still not enough. So when the Holy Spirit at noon begins to draw you back to the Word of God instead of a chicken bowl, or, or hear me, you can actually eat your chicken out of your chicken bowl and read the Word at the same time. Come on. The chicken bowl is going to renew your belly and the word is going to renew your mind. Say amen to that. It's good preaching, pastor. And then at night, before you go to bed, and you've watched too much stupid vision for a couple hours, and you're all aggravated and agitated, it's not a good time to go to sleep. You've got to renew your mind again. You've got to get that garbage, <laughs> all that bad stuff, that's going on in our world right now. I mean, would you have believed two years ago if somebody would have told you and near the end of 2021, our government would throw a mandate out that if you did not submit to being stuck in the arm with a vaccination, that you have zero confidence, has been fully vetted, that you could be forced to do that or you couldn't get medical care. I heard a congressman the other day say everybody in America that wasn't vaccinated should be shipped to the backside of Afghanistan. Really, is that, is that where we are as a nation? Division, hatred, stirring up.
it breeds fear. Because yes. i got to get food for my children. And, and you know me, okay? Understand here. A whole bunch of you in here have been vaccinated. A whole bunch of you in here not been vaccinated. Has nothing to do with our love for God. Our love for one another. Some of you in the family, one of you got vaccinated, one of you didn't. You got a little, you got a little test going on. Let's see how we are a year from now. Let's see how we are two years from now. If you're young, newly married, if you ask me my opinion and you want to have children, I would tell you don't get vaccinated. Because I don't know. And neither do you, and neither can any doctor tell you that it's fully safe. So you men that want to produce sperm, I probably wouldn't take it. And you women that want to have a child in your womb, I probably wouldn't take it. Now, if you choose to take it, that's your business. I'm going to love you either way. Because it's none of my business, and it's none of anybody else's business. But we're living in a, in a time where in our nation, we're being divided because we have an ungodly, unrighteous government yes. leadership yes. that in my judgment, they have gone so far off the deep end. They speak a lie and believe it. It's not that they're just speaking lies. They actually believe it. They believe their own words. And how do we overcome that? Because we're promised. I love this. I love this. We're promised John 10, 10. We're promised that the enemy of our soul has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But thank God Jesus didn't leave us there. I mean, he promised that. It's not like he's like, well, for some of y'all. No, for all of us. The enemy of my soul has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Cancer is a curse of hell. No promise of God in cancer. No glory of God in cancer or heart disease or divorce. Or poverty. There's no blessing in that. God's not glorified in that. Not when Jesus said, but I have come to give you Come on, say it like you mean it. Life. life. And that life more abundantly. Was Jesus talking about heaven or earth? Earth. About four of y'all knew that. He's not talking about heaven. How many of you have full confidence in heaven? It's going to be beyond your wildest imagination. How many of you every once in a while just sit down and try to figure out heaven and your head just like, boom, about to explode? Can't explain it. I mean, I can't even imagine. Can't imagine what hell's going to be like. Except it's going to be that you no longer even have an opportunity to experience the presence of God. Forget all the other bad stuff that you can read in Scripture about how bad hell's going to be. 
The worst part is they're going to get what they asked for. Leave me alone, God. I don't believe in you. Darkness for eternity. Anybody got eternity down yet? I mean, you've figured it out. You can comprehend it. <laughs> Not me. So the promise Jesus gave is right here on earth. Man, come to church. Woo! Do the hallelujah two steps, sing out loud, dance, body slam each other, love God, see miracles, get healing. Walk out the door. The promise is the thief and the enemy of your soul has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's not going to wait till Friday night. The greater the victory, the more intense the enemy's coming right back at you. That's where David got into all his trouble. When it was a season of battle, David was on the balcony looking at naked women. That's not the time to be looking. Not in the time of battle, the time of battle. You better be in the middle of war. You better have your armor. You better have your shield. You better have your sword. And you better be where you're supposed to be. Amen? Amen. Hear me. And that's where we, the church, has to be today. Let's wake up, shake off the dust, shake off the fear, shake off all the junk of what's going on and know that God's not caught off guard. Therefore, he will direct our steps. He will give order to our path. We do not have to be afraid. We do not have to be fearful. We have the grace and the ability and the anointing to walk in God, to protect our children, to protect our family, to do whatever God has called us to do and to live victorious in the midst of it. Amen? So I got to get to my notes because I have a message. <laughs> and let me say as I get to there, because I got a little note on the back of my little book. Uh, thank you on behalf of Suzanne and I both for uh, blessing us so much a couple of weeks ago for our anniversary service. You guys are amazing every year. Love us, bless us. I am the most uh, uh, grateful pastor in the world to get to pastor the greatest people in all the world, and that would be you guys. So I don't know why God gave me that privilege, but Suzanne, I love you. We bless you. We thank you. And uh, you will not get a personal handwritten note from me to every one of you that gave, okay? Just know my heart. <laughs> Suzanne would do it if I'd let her, but uh, it, it'll take a while. So just know we love you and appreciate you uh, very much. All right. So faith, fear, and COVID. Faith, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not See, that's faith. Everybody got that? We're good with that. That's the NIV version of uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Fear, there's a whole bunch of them. I looked up fear because I could give you all my childhood fears, which is about every fear known to man. And uh, how God delivered me that once I was filled with the Holy Spirit. The power of God impacted my life. I mean, I was afraid of the dark. I was afraid of escalators, elevators. I got locked in the elevator when I was seven by myself because I was being stupid and rebellious and did not do what my daddy said. So I got caught in an elevator in a building that no one else was in on a Saturday. And my dad was in his office and the elevator was the other end and he couldn't hear me scream. And so for 25 minutes... I was in a casket. That's what I felt like. And finally that door opened. I had to crawl up 
about four and a half feet to grab hold and to climb out of that thing. And, and my little seven-year-old pea brain was thinking the whole time, the minute I stick my hands up there, this elevator's going to fall. <laughs> and I'm not going to have any arms. <laughs> Fear. And it struck me big time. Even to this day at 64, I walk in some elevators and the door closes and I just start praying in tongues. I know I'm okay and I know I can breathe. But, but, but that enemy tries to sneak back in all the time. Pastor Ball and I used to travel a lot together and we, whenever I was with him, we always climbed the stairs. And he would never admit to being afraid of elevators, but, but he would climb six flights of stairs. Apostle, they got elevators, and uh, he would take the stairs. Afraid of flying, afraid of climbing trees, afraid of strangers. That is not how God wants us to live, nor our children. And I don't even have time today to get into what's going on in our society with our children. Our masked up school kids that can't hear, can't read their teacher's lips, and they've gone through a year plus stress that they should not have been put in. And many of them, the stats on anxiety and fear and disorder among children. Try to, try to call a children's psychologist and get in. You better have a month or two before you can get into one of those appointments. They're booked up. Why would our children be so bound up in fear and anxiety when they're 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 years old? Because a spirit of fear has been released on our nation through a wicked government. A wicked government, a wicked and an evil government that believes everything that's contrary to the Word of God. They believe in, they believe, they believe that everybody should be vaccinated because that's going to save us, but they keep killing our babies. They keep killing our babies. They're murdering our children, but they're concerned about our welfare. And in our southern border, they're letting tens of thousands of illegal immigrants walk across our border every single day. My daughter-in-law right here, Ollie and Luke, started foster caring. And you know who they're foster caring? They're, they're, there's a ministry here in town. I'm, I'm so impressed with what they're doing. And I don't know how many families, bunch of families. How many? 20 families just in Gainesville. That through... I asked Ollie the other day, I said, sweetheart, I don't know how you do it. She looked at me, she said, Dad, you have your missions, I have mine. She gets a call in the middle of the night, kids will be dropped off in an hour. They're lice infected, they're dirty, they have bags of dirty clothes, and there's stories that Ollie can get out of them. The last two she had, she has two beautiful little kids right now, sister and a brother that were abandoned by their mother a year ago. They're from El Salvador. Is it okay for me to say this? So, um, <laughs> and they're, they're so precious. 
when I went over to meet them and my grandkids, my four grandkids, Baba, Baba. Well, that's not a Spanish word for grandpa. Okay. But I think they got the gist. He's an old guy and the other kids like him. <laughs> so they smiled. They were in the pool and they smiled and said, hola, said, hola. The next time I saw them, when all the grandkids last Sunday at church came running up, <coughs> excuse me, to hug me, in comes a little Daniela, and she walks right up and gives me a big hug. Hola. And her little brother's got a handful of chips and a little drink. I guess we're giving out in jam these days. I don't know. But, but he literally, he turns around, lays them down, and little Hector comes over and he gives me a hug. Hola. And I hug the top of his head. These kids are from El Salvador, taken to the border of Mexico, and some aunt walks them across the border, where they're immediately taken by our government, run through the system, tested for COVID, HIV, and then put on an airplane in the middle of the night, and they're flying these kids all over the country. And they land them in Tampa or Miami, throw them in a van with a stranger, and they drive them in the middle of the night. I mean, four o'clock in the morning, she's gotten knock on the door. Kids are here. And they literally, a person gets out of the van, plastic bags, and walks kids to my daughter-in-law's front door and turns around and walks off and leaves them with a perfect stranger. Our nation. Thank God that there are families, 20 in Gainesville, that are taking these kids, loving on them, helping them, protecting them, cleaning them, giving them clothes, feeding them, letting them experience Jesus. None of them speak English. El Salvador, Honduran, Guatemalan, Mexican. But our nation, they, our government, our president, he wants us all vaccinated because it's going to save everybody. Whether you're pro-vax or you're never going to have somebody stick you in the arm, it's your business. But our president has no right, no authority to mandate and begin to change our nation and pit our nation they're no longer pitting blacks against white anymore. You know, you know how we finally got past that. Yeah. Now we're pitted stuck or non-stuck. The Word of God is the only thing that we can cling to. And it will direct our steps. Hear me, listen. I pray for the President of the United States, for the salvation. I pray that he will get saved before he totally loses his mind. I pray for his salvation. I pray for those around him. But his actions and the things he's trying to cram down the nation I know you've never heard your pastor talk like, I, I stay out of politics. But we're living in a different day than we've ever lived in before. I mean, in a week or two, who knows where we might be 
if you don't have your little vaccination card, you might not be able to buy groceries. If you get sick, you might not be able to go to the hospital. That's what they want. That's what they are pushing. And when that happens, where, where are you going to stand? The church. I told our guys last week, we got to get ready for something we don't even know what we got to get ready for. We got to be ready. What, 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 what if? What if you can't go get medical treatment? Well, we got a lot of righteous doctors, spirit-filled doctors and nurses in this church. We're going to find out what all of us believe. Will we stand for the righteous? Or will we say, well, it might cost me my job? I'm supposed to be preaching a message here. But what happens? I mean, we, we, we load up people and go to third world countries and take medical teams and treat people that can't afford to be treated in communist countries where it's supposed to be free. I mean, we've been, how many times have we been to China? 45 of us. I mean, 30, 36 hour trips to get to the backside of nowhere to treat North Korean refugees who have escaped out of North Korea into northern, northeastern China and can't be treated because they don't have any money to be treated. And we went there and provided amazing care. And then with broken hearts, you leave and you realize you just, whatever it was, you just put a Band-Aid on it. But we showed the love of God. We shared the love of God. We prayed the love of God over some of these people that I believe only in heaven will we find out the impact of the seeds that were planted. Can you say amen to that? Amen. See, it's not our responsibility to run around trying to count our harvest. Our responsibility is to plant all the seed God's called us to plant in all the places he's called us to plant it. So fear, we have to overcome. Let me give you a couple of definitions. Uh, concern or anxiety, a fear for someone's safety. Something that causes feelings of dread or apprehension. Something a person is afraid of. Found this interesting in the dictionary. It said cancer <laughs> is a common fear. Well, of course it is. So is diabetes. So is heart disease. I mean, almost any ailment that the doctor speaks over you immediately has an opportunity to bring fear if you don't close the door on that thing unless you are prepared and ready and i love this one they, they actually had this in the dictionary reverential awe especially towards god the fear of god if you're going to have any fear church hear me have the fear of god amen, amen. if you're going to have any fear in your life have the fear the awe of Almighty God so that you will begin to know who you are in the Almighty God. I, I, I was doing a, a, a Bible word search the other day for the word in, I-N, in Christ. Well, you can't get past Ephesians 1, 2, and 3. I mean, it's just verse after verse after verse. In Christ. When I'm in Christ, hear me, I'm not in the world. I, 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 might, I might be of the world, but I'm not in the world. This is, this, this is not what I'm living my life for. Living my life in Christ to hear, well done, thou good and faithful. 
Doesn't matter what the world thought of you. All that matters in the end is to hear that well done. The third word of this topic is the word COVID. Well, I looked up the word COVID, COVID-19 in the dictionary. They don't have one yet. They, they had COVID, COVID-19, because it must have been a thousand people have tried to look it up, and everybody looks it up, it just throws it up there one more time. So I'm like, oh, they got a definition. So, so I just started scrolling down. There's, there's nothing. You finally get to the end, and there's nothing. It's just COVID, COVID-19. So I, I wrote my own definition, all right? A demonic virus released on the world. And the second one is man-made. My opinion, okay, this is not the gospel, this is not God speaking or even Apostle Paul. <laughs> this is just me, my opinion. It is a wicked virus that has impacted the whole world. And, and, and what I don't understand in my little pea brain, what I don't understand is how all these nations of the world are buying into something that unfortunately right now is not proving so good. The promises that we were given about the vaccination and what it would produce eight months ago, a year ago, is not what we're hearing today. We've gone from eight months protection down to five months protection. And, and when my oncologist started really encouraging me to get the vaccination, I start getting letters from the IMF, which is the, whatever it stands for, for Multiple Myeloma Foundation, Insti whatever it stands for, for the Multiple Myeloma Foundation. And, 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 and bef before I can consider whether I'm going to get a shot or not, they're already saying, well, you need the third shot. I'm like, hold on, I ain't had the first one yet. And if it's so good, why do I need the second one? And then the third one two weeks later. And, and if I get it and the promise is that uh, it's going to protect me, why are all these people in the hospital that have been vaccinated? In Israel, 86, I think, double check my numbers, 86% like of the whole nation is vaccinated. Right now in Israel, their hospitals are full, their ICU is full. And 88% of all of those in the hospital are fully vaccinated. Okay, now that scares me. Not gonna live in fear about it. But that makes me back up and go, God, I don't need some doctor that doesn't know what he's talking about telling me to get it or not to get it. I need your Holy Spirit. Hold it. Let me rephrase that. You need the Holy Spirit of God to tell you yay or nay. And can I tell you this? This is all. I'm, I'm done with it. This is all I'm going to say. Do not violate your peace. Amen? Don't violate it. If you got a peace to get the shot, get the shot. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I talked to a pastor. Nope, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. <laughs> I am a man of my word. I'm done with it. All right, so uh, Revelations 
Chapter 13, verse 17 says this. So that just, just throwing this one out because I referenced it a while ago. So that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. I don't know what that mark is. I don't know if it's a mark on a card or a mark on my hand or a mark in my forehead. The only thing that matters is don't violate your peace. And if you don't violate your peace, you're going to be okay. Amen? Say amen with conviction. Because some of y'all are like, oh my gosh, some of y'all are sitting there going, I got the shot now, I wish I hadn't. Some of you are sitting there going, I hadn't had the shot, but I think I should. And, and, and I, I don't know what's pastor thinking. It doesn't matter what pastor thinks. Don't violate your peace. Don't violate your peace. If you got one shot and you don't want to get the second one, don't get the second one. Just don't violate your peace. And don't allow fear to dictate how you're going to lead your family, dads. Don't let fear. Because we're all in this together. We really are. And as a people, we're going to stand together, bleed together, pray together, fight together. This week, I, talk, I referenced this last week, this week, we, we got incredible, faithful, hardworking people. Anybody going anywhere around Gainesville or anywhere else and seeing huge banners, even outside of fast food restaurants, need help? Now hiring? Now hiring. Yes. Begging for workers? Well, our county's about to fire 250, 300 incredibly faithful people. Because they don't have any peace about taking a shot. That, hear me, we're not talking about Africa now, or Israel, or Australia. Aussies, y'all better stay in America for a little while. Because <laughs> what I'm reading about what's happening in Australia, whoo! I had to pray in the Holy Ghost just to overcome the fear for you guys. I mean, there's some stuff happening in Australia, in the UK, in Israel. Right now, I still thank God I'm an American. Yesterday, I shed tears over the memory. I listened to the story of, of that airline that went down and the story of those incredible people inside. We're going to die. We're going to die fighting. Come on, somebody. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die fighting, doing the will of God, doing what God has called us to do as a people and as a church. If martyrdom comes to America, I pray that we blessed, strong Americans will have the same grace if that's what God requires. That we won't cave in Start saying, here, mark me. That we'll stand for righteousness. Because all death is, is a door. <laughs> to hear, well done. <laughs> I don't want to do anything on this side of the door to lose my well done. And, and, and all it requires is obedience. Amen? Amen? To walk out what God has 
for you and I to walk out. Second Timothy, I read this last week. I want to read it to you out of the Amplified Version. We're going to slow down a little bit. I got a whole eight minutes. Don't you just love a clock? I absolutely despise the clock. Just want y'all to know that, but I know we have children's ministry going on, and I have been well versed this week on how long I went last week. <laughs> I used to think I was the pastor and apostle over the Rock of Gainesville. I used to think it was my signature that signed all the paychecks of the 105 people that are on our staff, school, and church. But (laughs) 2 Timothy chapter 1, if he turns my mic off, we are going at it. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Hey, all I got to say is they kept praying that I'd be back in the pulpit. Amen? They kept, they kept saying, Pastor, we want you back in the pulpit. We want you back. <laughs> I realized, man, I've been out of the, for a year and a half. I got something to say. We need longer children's ministry. That's where we're going to start. Man, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna rotate workers halfway at the mark. The light flashes. Half of you go out and take care of kids. Other half get to come back in. Come on, somebody. I have never preached so long that somebody fell asleep, fell out of their chair, broke their neck, and I had to raise them from the dead. <laughs> Amen? So, so, all right. Y'all leave me alone. Here we go. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God... Read this out loud with me. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of and power and of love and of a sound judgment, personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Wow, I could preach this for an hour right here. For God did not, say did not. God did not give us a spirit of fear or or timidity or cowardice. All of you parents, the one thing you don't want your children to be is a coward, right? Man, I don't want my kids, I don't want my grandkids to be cowards. I want them to be strong and righteous. And, and, And it says that he did not give us that spirit. So for those of us that have it, we have a right to reject it. But you can't just do it in the flesh. It's got to be renewed through the mind. You got to get a hold of the word of God one time a day, two times a day, three times a day, whatever you need until your mind begins to sound like, oh, this is good. This is coming right off the griddle. We've been taking care of grandkids all weekend and I do pancakes. And I modestly say, humbly say, I probably make the best pancakes in the city of Gainesville. At least, at least that's what my grandkids say. Now, the thing is, Bella does all the mixing. All I do is pour it in and flip it. Bobby, you make the best pancakes in the world. Yeah, but Bella, but Baba, those pancakes are amazing. So, so, right off the griddle. What we have not been given, we have the ability to reject. And we have the grace and the strength and the ability to begin to renew our mind until our mind begins to sound like God. That's good. Until it begins to sound like the Word of God. 
And if you're not certain you're there yet, just ask your spouse. No, don't do that. We don't want, don't do that. Okay. Don't walk out of here today and say, honey, where am I on a scale of one to 10? Cause you won't like two. <laughs> two is not a good number. Five is not even a good number, man. No, don't ask you. Ask Holy Spirit. Okay. Cause he'll be honest with you and nobody else has to know. You're like, you're like, whew, I am getting there. Holy Spirit, how am I doing? And you hear a resounding four. <laughs> well, don't get condemned. Man, get fired up right. to take it to a six right. or to an eight or to a 10 so that you, is it really time, Krista? You're, you're up here. Your dad sent you, didn't he? <laughs> That's Krista's dad back there. She's probably getting texts. Go now. Start now. Do not wait. I think you're a minute and a half late too, Krista. So. He's given us a spirit of power, love, and sound judgment. Listen to this, because this is a key word. Personal discipline. Sherman, you like that word, don't you? Personal discipline. If you want to lose weight, you're not going to do it by praying. You can start with prayer. Oh God, help. Done, done this before. Been here before. Help. Personal discipline in the Word of God. Until what you begin to think and what begins to come out of your mouth, you're pleased with. Man, this is so good. The abilities that result in a calm, say calm, in a calm. Y'all don't have to look over at that baby. That baby knows what it's doing. It's not calm. That's why mama's taking it out. Calm. Sometimes in the middle of that raging battle, you just listen to something on the news and you're gonna kill somebody. Holy Spirit wants you to calm. You might need to sit down. I know you need to take a deep breath because you're about to blow a gasket. Because you're mad about something, you don't feel like you have any ability to change. Can't change it. What can I do? Oh man, you can pray. You can begin to speak to that thing. Imagine if 10 million American Christians began to just bring an attack against Satan and begin to pray for the salvation of the President of the United States. I know what all the thought process is, but God loves him every bit as much as he loved you. Every bit. Loves his wife. Loves them. The other day, Suzanne said, honey, I want you to listen to something. I have never in my entire life, outside of one wedding, ever been in a Catholic church. I have no idea how Catholic priests preach. How many Catholics we got in the house? Let me see your hand. Whole bunch of y'all. So y'all know. I don't. But she said, you, you got to listen to this. I walked in and it's this guy in full gown, full flowing robes. 
I'm thinking about wearing one soon. <laughs> I'm going to start with just the collar. Then I'm going to go. Doesn't matter. Because it wasn't but about 10 seconds. I didn't see that flowing gown anymore. This guy preached like a crazy Pentecostal tent campfire preacher. I'm like, is this a joke or something? And she listened to it two or three times. And then the next morning, I snuck in my office when she wasn't looking and put my headsets on. And I listened to the whole message. Wow. He was... If he still has a job today, <laughs> if he hasn't been fired from whatever it is, he's, I mean, he said, I could be gone tomorrow. Because he spoke against the bishops above him and everyone who's opened up their arms. And he made a statement. He said, you asked me the question if the president, Joe Biden, wanted to come visit our, whatever they call it, diocese or, is that it? He said, everyone's welcome here, but his ideas would have to stay outside. And he said, then your follow-up question would be, would you serve him the Eucharist, communion? And he said, a resounding no, when hell freezes over, is what he said. And I'm going, wow. See, we don't reject the person. We reject the ungodly, wicked ideas that flow. Even in a calm, well-balanced mind with self-control. How many of you are not there yet? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> you want to be there. You want to you have that calm, well-balanced self-control. But you watch some stuff and you just get ticked off. It's okay. We have to cast our anxieties, our cares on the Lord Jesus. All right, I'm one minute past. I'm going to close with my last script. I'm just going to not finish preaching. First uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Cast all, how many? All your anxieties cares, worries, fears. So you know what that says to me? We have anxieties, fears, cares. Don't run around and act like you're so spiritual that nothing ever bothers you. We will check your heartbeat, your pulse. You might already be dead and don't know it yet. But, but it, there are things that are happening in our nation today that in the natural just make you want to boil. Are you kidding me? This is America. We're not living in China. We're not living in Russia. I mean, I remember what it was like in 92 when I went into Russia the first time. I remember the stories I was told, and it was so far from America. My thought was, thank God, that'll never happen in America. And here we are. Here we are. Closer than you realize to the enemy trying to divide our whole nation. Vaxxed against the unvaxxed. Let us not be guilty of that. Let us not be guilty 
of taking on our anxieties and cares and letting them divide us from those that we love, care for. You cannot put your confidence in what's coming down the pike from the CDC, the FDA, the HIVCKW. How can you put your confidence in something that changes every few days? I started to show y'all a video clip that we were sent this week of Dr. Fauci. It is the most humiliating, confusing thing you would have ever seen. And it's all about mask and unmask. And they're all taken from television clips over the last 18 months. With great conviction, you gotta be masked. There's nowhere that, that proves masks are good for you. And just down the list for 30 seconds. And I'm, as a fellow American, I'm looking at this and going, I'm embarrassed. So what do we do? We love our enemies. We stand for righteousness. We live in peace. We don't carry our anxieties because they will destroy us. He says, cast them, cast them. He didn't say just drop it. He said, cast them. I'm thinking like take a balloon full of something and just sling it against the wall, cast it. Get rid of it as far away from you as possible. Well, pastor, I did that seven times yesterday and I, as soon as I turned around, I had an eighth one and then cast it. <laughs> Keep casting until they're gone. Amen. Bow your head, close your eyes, please, for just a moment, right where you sit. Promises of God for you and I are yes and amen. Psalm 56 verse three, when I am afraid, I put my trust in God alone. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, O oh God. Father, I thank you for the promise that we do not have to live bound up in fear, bound up in anxiety, confused about what we're being told, frustrated and discouraged, because what we were convinced a month ago from leadership of our government has all changed. And we're concerned about our children, our grandchildren, concerned about our spouses, concerned about those in our body, Father, that are struggling with diseases or immune compromised uh, they're, they're having to deal with their own natural fears because of sickness and disease. And so they question and they wonder who they can trust. Father, I am thankful today that you remind us that we can trust in you alone. Our confidence and our hope, our peace, 
When we need to seek out counsel, we'll do it from righteous, godly. When it's the medical question, Father, we look for a righteous, godly, and we have so many in this body right here. Amazing, spirit-filled doctors, nurses, surgeons, family doctors, people that can answer our questions. And their answer might be, I don't know. And that's okay because, Father, we want the truth. Because it's in that that we learn to go to that place of prayer and fasting. Where some things will never come about except through prayer and fasting. Father, that's not for the disciples and that's not for the pastors. That's for every one of us. And so where any of us need to set apart, set aside a meal or a day or a week so that we can hear clearly your voice. Help us, even as we just read out that scripture, that comes under that discipline that brings us into the calmness, the peace of Almighty God. That when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, O God, confident in the assurance that you will never leave me nor forsake me. So Father, this morning, stand here once again to say you have given us power and victory over the fears that the enemy is trying to bring into our life. From what we've heard this week on the news and read, what we see going on in the world, that we will live in victory in victory over fear. We will cast our anxieties, our cares, and our worry to you, and we will trust you in all things. Thank you for the power that lives within us. With every head, continue to be bowed for just a moment. For everyone, that is still dealing or dealt with what I've been talking about. We walk out of here free this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. But I want you to stand to your feet if you're dealing with any of that fear or anxiety, and we're going to put it under the blood of Jesus Christ once and for all this morning. So if that's you right now, just stand to your feet. Don't look around, it's nobody's business who's standing, just stand. And we're going to be free today in this place. Father, I stretch my hands over this congregation, over the cameras, those who are watching at home, those who will listen this week on a podcast and declare over all of us as we lift our hands. Would you just lift your hands before the Lord? Just receive from him right now. Father, we receive the grace of life and life more abundantly. Fear has no place any longer. We reject it in the name of Jesus. Say this prayer after me. Father, in Jesus' name, I reject fear and I cast anxiety aside in the name of Jesus. And right now, I receive my freedom. And when I'm free, According to the word, 
And according to what Jesus declared, I am free indeed in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord an ovation. Would all of you stand to your feet, please? All of you stand, if you will, for just a moment. Father, in the name of the Lord, I just pray over this whole body. I know it sounds crazy, but Father, I'm excited about the opportunity we, this house, this people have as we walk out of here today. Some going into the medical field tomorrow, some into retail business, some going back to work in government offices at the VA, some at the university, at Santa Fe College, some in the public school system, homeschool moms, taking their kids on a break to the grocery store. Father, I am declaring with excitement that you have a purpose and a plan for every one of our lives. That today we walk out of here and before we come back next Sunday to get our armor uh, um, cleaned up again and our swords sharpened again, that this week we're going to be out using our shields of faith and we're going to be using our swords of the Spirit and we're going to be putting on our helmet of salvation and we're going to be busy about doing the work of the ministry. Not just waiting for another week to pass to go back to church again. We're going to come back in here next week and some of our shields are going to be dented up. Our sword tip's going to be busted off. Our helmet's going to have three or four wax on the top of it. But we're going to walk in this place victorious and we're going to walk out even more victorious because of the promise of your word. And so I declare that as we go out of here today. Our eyes are open, our ears are in tune, our spirits are ready looking for a divine opportunity, divine appointment, touching lives. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. I love you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.